John Connor. Prophesized leader of the Resistance. Soldier, you put every man and woman in this sub in jeopardy with your little frogman stunt. What the hell are you doing here? This is mine. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. That's right, Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 405 and the first episode of 2019. Welcome back, everybody. My name's <laughs> so Scott. So much drama. <laughs> yeah, I know, there's a lot of drama. Don't worry, it has huge payoff later. Uh, I'm okay. Scott Johnson, and I'm joined, of course, by Brian. So that's what death tastes like, Dunaway. Mmm, tastes like refried beans. Oh, hi. <laughs> If you are listening to this, then you are the resistance. And as a resistance, I'm going to have to ask you to be an organ donor. Because you never know when John Connor, the great and angry, may need a heart transplant in the field. Totally doable. So be sure to check that little donor box on the forum down at the DMV, if you can find it. I mean, obviously, Kyle Reese couldn't. Also, here's a tip. Handbrakes. Not for passengers. Nope. One more thing. If you do find the DMV, don't fall for the old kiss for your organs trick. It's Skynet. And Skynet is a horrible kisser. Instant regret. <laughs> Speaking of Skynet, Skynet's a machine. And like all machines, it has an off switch. Unlike Christian Bell, when you walk into his sight line during a scene, hmm, so that is what death tastes like. Bell out. <laughs> Bail out has so many, so many connotations. I like them all. Also with us, Randy. Some believe he holds the key to salvation. Others believe he's a false prophet, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. We've gathered you here today because one of you is going back in time to fork my mom. Welcome to the all-new hit game show, Mother Forker. You'll compete in a series of grueling physical challenges that will change you so much that only eight years from now, you'll look like Michael Bean, even though you look nothing like him now. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah? No. Yeah, no, no, you're thinking of Richard Dean Anderson. I mean, yeah, well, he, no, but he's got to be, he has to be MacGyver. Okay, I'm going to finish the intro. Th thanks. Okay. <clears throat> it all starts tonight on Mother Forker. <laughs> I'll make I sure tune to, into that. I'll tune in, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. First day. Kyle Reesey pieces. <laughs> Final, uh, uh, finally, and as always, Brian, better than a three-day-old coyote, Ibit. Mm, who, what is it? Mm. Uh, well, Mr. Dunaway, you've ex you've executed the plan perfectly. What, what plan, you ask? I guess we never put the truth of who you really are into your memory banks. Yes, that's right. You're an android that we built and programmed with a, sp a specific and simple mission. To bring Scott Johnson to episode of Film Sack. 
<laughs> forgot to write down the number. It all started when we planted you into existence in 2004 with false memories and a family trained in acting. Then we orchestrated the formation of Extra Life Radio by using Inception. By the way, we also Inception the movie Inception, but we'll save that for when we actually watch Inception. <laughs> and finally, we planted the seed of the idea for Film Sack and made sure it included Randy Deluxe for very specific reasons and that the show continued on for years to make it to this very episode. And now that we're here... Uh, shoot, I can't for the life of me remember why it was so important that we get Scott to this very moment. Hold on, hold on, it'll come to me. <laughs> yeah, it may Damn it. Have to, at the end of the show, maybe it'll have come back to you. It's I'm an infiltrator. <laughs> yeah, you are indeed. Hey, everybody, that's right. It's uh, Terminator Salvation. You guessed it. Yeah, you guessed it. Now, uh, going into this, we should, before I play Fletcher, we got to make something real clear here. I am a big time fan of. Uh, Terminator movies. I think we probably all can say that with to some level yeah. or degree. Uh, but in my case, once I saw three, the one after the best one, two, uh, right. three was like, oh, this is not good. I don't like the direction we're going here. And then I kind of just never cared again anytime one of these would get announced. So I never saw Salvation. And I think I was just what? so bummed that three was such poo yeah. that I just I, never got on the- board. Christina Loken Terminator, right? The Lady Terminator. Yeah. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And because we went from we went from really cool, uh, you know, uh, liquid motion mm-hmm. uh, to a kind of a hybrid between liquid motion and a really weird spider manipulating. That's right. Walk, walk yeah. Thing. Yeah. I would really, I would really like to hear Scott Fletcher and then ask you a, a really specific question about this series. <laughs> All right. Scott. So, so, sounds go good. So here's Scott Fletcher explaining more. Terminator salvation. In 2018, a mysterious new weapon in the war against the machines, half human and half machine, comes to John Connor on the eve of a resistance attack on Skynet. But whose side is he on? And can he be trusted? Uh, Turns out yes. So what? Oh you, wow! So, I didn't even I didn't even think to ask those questions while watching this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You should have read the synopsis. That's crazy. What questions the you should synopsis, be asking during this movie? <laughs> the synopsis has some intrigue that the movie didn't actually give me. That's no. amazing. Yeah, no, the synopsis assumes much more than what existed in the film it's talking about. So, Randy, ask your question now. For, for me, like I have also not seen four until now, and I never saw five, and now I'm kind of I'm probably gonna go watch it. Yeah. Um. So for me, this series of movies is now about the other people that are inserted into the story, and I don't mean the characters; I mean the actors. Mm. I now look at this this series of, of among all movies that have ever been made. This series, for some reason. All of my hopes and dreams are hanging on, oh, is that the one with Claire Danes? And you know what? I like Claire Danes, and so I liked Terminator 3. But a lot of people freaking hate Claire Danes, and they wouldn't even give it a chance. So Terminator Salvation comes along, and I'm like, oh my god, am I going to spend this whole movie trying to tell you the difference between Sam Worthington and Christian Bale? Because it's not easy. Like yeah. early on in this movie, I'm like, are they playing the same character? Mm. I seriously, yeah. I, it was I, very confusing for me. Yeah. Really, I, I, I didn't, that I didn't see, the, I didn't see that, I didn't see that at all. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now, uh, as far as three goes, I didn't like it, not because of Claire Danes. I was actually very hopeful with Claire Danes. I just felt like it was a time, and I remember feeling back during this time there was too much space between Terminator Two. And Terminator 3, which is always seems to be a big gap between these Terminator movies. Uh, but 
part three, we were kind of falling out of favor at that point with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and so yeah, it didn't sure. feel it didn't feel like it was a Schwarzenegger movie. It felt like they were just calling him back. Come on back in, Schwarzenegger. Come back mm-hmm. in. Let's try this one more time. And I I just I feel like it fell flat. Well, the, re- the other the, the, Randy's right about the actor swapping because it's a little like the vacation movies. Like the first movie and the hmm. second movie were pretty consistent, but the third and on, it's like, all right, who's playing Rusty this time? And mm-hmm. and right. yeah. the only commonality is at some point something like Arnold Schwarzenegger will show up, and in this movie we get that in a in a way which we'll talk and, about and, later. But and Scott, you know, you like Terminator too, but you're aware, right, that people hate it because of Edward Furlong, right? Well, I'm I'm aware that nobody likes Edward Furlong, Ooh, but I don't think anyone Terminator two? N- nobody hates Ooh. Terminator two because of anything. I think Terminator two. I'm going to yeah. send somebody back in time and beat some. <laughs> It's like I mean I can understand people hating uh, uh, Phantom Menace because of uh, Jake Lloyd, but hating right. Terminator Two because of Edward Furlong. I, I feel like no, I think the movie transcends his his existence in it, but I also agree that he's bad in it. Uh, that yeah. being said, Two is the best, and here's the big shocker of the day. My second favorite one, I think, is is probably this one. I really wow, liked. I really enjoyed the really? same. Me and Scott may be on the same page. I enjoyed uh, Salvation a lot, and I don't know yeah. what the deal is because I, I, there's problems with it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Smoking yeah. Blood Moon or whatever her name is. What's her name? <laughs> Moon Bloodgood. Blood Moon Bloodgood is in it, and she's just horribly miscast, and she's bad in it, and she's you know this is just a crappy the, the, portrayal. The, char- the character is wasted. Like I don't know why this character is here, except uh, when I, we first see her and she's showing off her cleavage unnecessarily. I'm like, oh, she's gonna kiss him by the end of this movie. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but uh, it's, yeah, I totally could have cut all that out. And you wouldn't need it. You didn't need any of it actually. All that bit it was just stupid. Uh, but the but the rest of the movie is a as kind of a. I, you know, part of it appeals to me because it looks like the road. It feels like a Mad Max movie. Like there's a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff, which just appeals to me generally. And they've never gotten that right in the previous Terminator movies. Whenever they portray the future, it's always like, eh, okay, what's this? These are toys and it's dumb and it doesn't look that interesting to me. But this really captured a a blown out, destroyed civilization in a way that grabbed me immediately and spent all of its time there. That's the other thing is they didn't, there's no time hopping here other than the implication of time hopping. Mm-hmm. It was all, you know, fighting in the future and <laughs> the future and, being last year. Uh, but, but and uh, this was yeah. by far the best looking uh, Terminator stuff. Visually to me, this is, this is, yeah, I, I can't even believe, I can't even believe this is 2009. I, I, mean, I would agree. Is, I think it holds up hugely. Like I'm 2009 is, I guess not that long ago. It's 10 years ago, but, yeah, it still. looks really good. And, and and here's the other thing. They introduce stuff that I'm interested in, like giant mech people pickers. Oh, harvesters and, are yeah, yeah, harvesters are badass. And those, those motorcycles Terminator are motorcycles? so cool. Yeah, the, and, yeah. the giant gunhead Terminator machines. Yes, yeah, yeah. those are so cool. Oh, those oh, are the harvesters, I, right? Whatever they are. Those are so cool. I, and the, and even the, the, even the, the dirty... Elinators. Yes. Yes. Oh, the Elinators. <laughs> Hydronators. Yes. The, el- yeah. the Elinators were awesome and scary. And I'm like, because that's the point, that's the part of the film where I start asking the question, oh, what would the self-aware Skynet actually do? Like, uh, up until that point, I'm busy trying to keep up, right? Mm-hmm. And then I stop, and I'm like, ooh, okay. So Skynet is not just making these 
ugly, dumb, bipedal humanoid type things, right? It's like Skynet, oh, right. And what else would they do? Like Skynet might make, you know, uh, Terminators that look like dogs. Yeah. And they've, and they've got uh, even the ones that were bipedal, you know, guards at the prison were cool because they have like old stuff wrapped around their head and they just look nasty. Like the one in the city that's like beefy. fighting off uh, uh, young Kyle Reese and everything. Yeah. Just a Anton. big, gnarly, uh, metal bony looking thing that has been there forever, doesn't need to eat, sleep, or drink. And just the minute it sees a human, yep. I'll just, shoot my foot off. I don't care. Let's go. That stuff really got me. Like, I was so into that world building. And I think that's what the key was for me here. The rest of the movie, whatever, it's it's fair to middling story. It's not that big a deal. Well, there's not much Acting's of a story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I hinted, I, I talked about this in my intro thing. The, the issue I have with the story is the whole, we've, we've had this plan in motion for, you know, for, for months of that. You're going to be out here. You're going to find John Connor. You're going to hook up with him. You're going to, uh, he's You're going to gain his trust and then you're going to lead him here to Skynet when it really should have been, uh, you're going to find John Connor. And then this bomb that we have inserted in your chest is going to go off and blow John Connor and his rebels up mm-hmm. you know I mean, there have been be, so many, be, yeah. so so many easier, right? easier ways for them to say but, all right what's the quickest way for us to get from point a to point b i thought about that yeah i thought about that too but this this film I, I'm, I'm giving it credit probably doesn't deserve but i'm gonna also go well skynet is always involved with time travel mm. and so maybe it's already it's it's been there many times before <laughs> did they knows, doctor strange this are you saying that they doctor strange i think they doctor strange this because this was a this was just a just a, just a branch on the possibilities of what could happen and i think that i think that's where this was i i think the fact that there's probably another universe where uh where they don't have the resistance headquarters in a submarine and wouldn't be so stupid uh, I really hated that part. <laughs> well, that was, was how I, they could I, hide. I, I like Michael Ironside, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want Michael Ironside in this movie. Is is the really? Is the oh, guy. I was happy. I, was did, there. I didn't. I didn't care for that. I'm, that kind of I, no. That brought the whole thing down. You're for me. you're but an insane person. You're you're, you're an wrong. insane person. He's great. He should be in things, and it doesn't matter what capacity he's in. He should always be in them. By the way, I don't. I don't know if what? you guys noticed this. Yeah, he never. See, he never see sat down. The same way. Go ahead. See if you feel the same way after we watch uh, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Oh, don't get, don't get me wrong. I love Michael Ironside, and there's plenty of movies that he was great in, but I just did not feel like that particular character, I think it needed to be less, I don't know, he just brings a bit of, uh, the, just uh, his character doesn't seem to the, be the, that role. The quote Scott played at the top of the show was so reminiscent of Welcome to Top Gun that it was like, it was a it was a little jarring. Mm-hmm. Like it felt exactly. I was like, "Whoa, are we about to get trained up?" No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were. It was exciting for a moment. Yeah, for a hot second. Uh, yeah, I, like was a good see, time. I like seeing Michael Ironside out in the field and leading in the field. Him being back at HQ, I, I just don't see. I don't know. It didn't feel right to me. Hmm. That's, that's such a, a it, nitpick, it's a but, tiny uh, thing. I mean, the best actor in this movie, I think, is Anton Yelchin. And it reminded me again, once oh again, God, what a freaking loss me. it is that he died right. so young. He's only 27. Uh, this would have been the same year that Star Trek, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Star Trek came out. So that would have been, for a lot of people, their first exposure to him. But in these two movies that year, I think he's incredible. I think he's incredible in this. I think he's Amazing. believable and uh completely um sympathetic and 100% nails what i would want out of that character 
from him in particular. Everyone else right. phoned it in. Sam Worthington, there, where's a, your accent, right. buddy? You got that thing going uh, up and down. Uh, Christian Anton, Bale, you're not even that great in this, buddy. I know you're a good actor. You're Christian <laughs> no, Bale after your, all, but Christian <laughs> Bale. Christian Bale's the most overrated actor ever. Uh, Anton Yelchin, though, my like I like I like I alluded to earlier. The only thing that bugs me about him is he looks nothing like the Kyle Reese from 1984. And it's oh, like no, I I don't yeah. I, I'm having a really hard time with that. Like. Could they? Is there anything they could have done? Like Anton Yelchin is amazing. He's like Jesse Eisenberg was a human. He's like it just like everything about it, you know. It, <laughs> but, but find then, two John Connors that have even looked similar. Well, they know. that doesn't yeah, bother me. Close. That doesn't the only bother reason me because that we have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is because that thing has to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger as <laughs> right. much as possible. Right. Forever. And the new, by the way, the new one, the Genesis one, which I've not seen either, Randy. But I that one has that, a, one. that has a John Connor in it that looks. Nothing like any John Connor ever, including now, nice. then you'll then you'll have your disconnect because this is two adults in a row, two adult John Connors in a row, and you'll be like, okay, that is not Kristen Bell. And this made, and yeah. Genesis is actually my third favorite. Really, I, I I dug that one a lot. I really did. Uh, it it brought the heart back uh, to, to, the, to the series because this one this one definitely took the heart away because we were portraying John Connor uh, in a flip role where he was less human than the Terminators and Skynet creations. So, uh, cause I, I, I kind of like the Marcus. I love the Marcus Wright character. Mm. Uh, and I, I thought Sam Worthington did fine, but yeah, his, 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 you know, his, his acting sometimes kind of faltered here and there, but I thought it was, I thought it was a, it was mostly his accent. Portrayal. His accent was all over the freaking place. Yeah. His accent I was just, kind of all over the place. I yeah. just don't understand why they made them look the same. Like one of them could have had a <laughs> little bit of facial hair or they look just nothing something. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they look I didn't alike see that. I didn't see that at all, yeah. but yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Then I want you to just... round. <laughs> Christian Bale's head is square. It's triangular. All right. Not again, not knowing what story is being told. Right at the very beginning of this movie, I'm like, "Is this John Connor? I don't know." And then he gets killed in an execution chamber, and then we see Christian Bale, and I'm like, "Wow, he looks really like is that is that the same really? person?" Oh, I'm just you like, thought really? It was very. Yeah. It was weird to me that so much technical uh, correctness and and continuity was poured into this film. Like they tried really, really hard to get all this other stuff looking so great. And for some reason, Sam Worthington and Christian Bale looked enough alike that when I first would spot them in a in a scene, like, okay, where are we now? What are we? Were doing? you watching this Which on your phone? Which guy is that? <laughs> no, no, you I be tripping, yo. Yeah, right. You be tripping, yo. I didn't have a problem with any of that, but I I did. I mean, this was a year, a big year for Worthington. He did um, Avatar. Avatar that year. So 09 was Avatar. Then you had this. Uh, you say a big year for Worthington, like he's had other big years. Yeah. Right, right, right. This was it. <laughs> it's probably this the, the peak. Yeah, the big year for I should have said. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I can't think of. By the way, I think he's an avatar, and I'm having a hard time coming he's, up with. He's any got other... a fine but, but, screen presence. There's nothing wrong with him, right, generally right. speaking. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where he's at now or what he's up to. But oh, I'll tell you what he's up to. Go ahead and settle in Avatar Two in post production, as well as Avatar Three, and they're filming Avatar Four. And five. Okay, what else All. outside of Avatar? What else we got? Anything else? Yeah. Going oh on? no! I mean, he you know he did a couple of things. Clash of the Titans was okay. Oh, I never saw Man of Legend. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. but um, that was that it was his really big like, year. It feels like if you need Sam Worthington, you could probably find a dozen other actors who can do who can do Sam Worthington. Oh yeah, you, you know, just go by you get a Hemsworth. Get from just get a Hemsworth because he's a he's a yeah, he's an Australian as well. They're all Australian, <laughs> so 
You got one Australian, Sam Worthington. Who's a better Australian? Any of the Hemsworths. <laughs> the factory that they show in Terminator Salvation was actually right. a Hemsworth factory. I don't know if you know this. saw this in the trivia. But, uh, uh, oh, by the way, you? okay, I, wa- I do want to just say real quick, effects-wise, I thought the Arnold moment looks really good. It looks so yes. good. Like, mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, like, not goofy and not uncanny, and I know it's not him. But whatever I'm looking at right. looks totally convincing to me. But he's supposed to be right. He's supposed to be a robot anyway, right? So yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think I kind of give a little bit there, of leeway. It was there good. was a there was a lot of cost savings going on, and it 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 bled through. Like I was I was objectively annoyed Where? at the at that. The same way. Do you remember in uh, Goblet of Fire? when they did a bunch of cost savings on the dragons and so they just uh, the whole movie you never really get to see dragons much I don't because remember. You know, you know, you're, you're seeing the crowd reacting to dragons or uh, a baby dragon gets pulled out of a pouch and like the kid hides it away to see what it is like in this movie uh, when i finally get to see arnold schwarzenegger it's like all right we've shown you arnie arnie as fast as we can we're going to start ripping his body off and ripping his face off so you don't, oh, don't and we're going to see was, we're going to see him from behind as he walks away <laughs> i, don't, like I don't think that was i don't think that was cost saving that was uh, that was predetermined before the film uh, mick g did a lot of storyboarding for this ahead of time and one of the things he went light on in the storyboard uh, was the Arnold scene, and the reason why is it wasn't sure that Arnold would be able to uh, be in any capacity, nor would he agree to his likeness being in the movie. So they kind of glossed over that early on in production. So I don't think that was a cost well, saving. Yeah, and he's not. In, I mean, he's not in this thing. He's not credited. He didn't right. film anything. No, this he is could, a, he couldn't be in it. No, originally this is, they this were going to. If Arnold could not be or did not agree, they were just going to have the face get blown off immediately. Right, uh, and so they at least got to give a little, a little something. Well, as a, so, they could have just held a Polaroid photo of Arnold right, right. putting his face in front of the robot. Boom! Oh, okay, all right. I guess it was supposed to look. The, like the him, other, right? the other part that leads us away from thinking it was uh, cost saving. It says this as of 2010, and I think this record is still true. I don't know if that's in, you know, inflation is included yeah. or not, but. It remains the most expensive independently financed, meaning non-studio mm-hmm. feature, with the budget close to two hundred million. That's a lot of money. Two hundred million yeah. even today for your movies is and a they, hell of a and lot of money. Spent, you know, they got ILM to get in there and do some uh, do do uh, color matching so that the the CG would always look good in in this washed out world. So I mean, they they I think they really. I think they really put I, a honestly when these, they were escaping things. in that truck uh, from the harvester. I honestly mm. think that may be one of my favorite action scenes, certainly in any Terminator movie, but in a lot of movies. Like I loved every second yeah. of that. Now yeah. people are going to go, "Well, Scott, you're predisposed to a bunch of shitty old cars chasing each other down a dirt road." I know that. <laughs> I understand that, but I I think that was like I was stoked. I was watching that, going, yeah. "All right, man, this yeah. is my kind of action scene." And if your Terminator movie is going to be worth anything, it needs to have a couple of marquee action moments. Yeah, I haven't been one. that excited since Terminator Two when uh, Arnold drove that semi off the uh, off the off the embankment into the into the gutter. That wasn't and, uh, Arnold though. Chasing. That was the that was the T one thousand. No, that's right. That's that. right. It was. You're right. You're yeah. right. But no, Arnold was on the motorcycle, wasn't he? What's yeah, he yeah, yeah. And he was and he's using yeah, the shotgun yeah. to blow holes in the Robert Patrick's face and. Yep, like yep. That's you're right. An, you're right. right. Was riding it, driving I would that put thing. this yep. right up there with that, which I also think is an iconic and important action scene. This, so, yep. yeah, this movie almost had one of my favorite action sequences of all time with the A10 warthogs, mm. and it it the it it happened really fast and it's over, and it it's intended to demonstrate to you how the machines uh, as a as a faction 
are way more powerful than the humans as a faction. And so like, right. uh, you, like I, I of course was questioning how the hell do they still have working A-10s? What the hell? Damn. How does humanity have the, what, what? And then of course they immediately both get destroyed. Those, those yeah. planes yeah. apparently only got to fly for like five minutes and blam, blam, you know? Yeah. But like the, the actual action of it, of them flying around, like, I don't know, the Grand Canyon or something was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It a lot. was good. And it yeah. looked good. I didn't, there's just not a lot of seams here in those scenes and that's just to their that's a huge credit here because that's hard to do and even in modern movies that use a lot of effects to accomplish what they need to do you just are sort of always like oh well i'm yeah i know how that was done that's a big cgi monster there or this is a whatever those motorcycles looked real they were were organic to the world when they got drug around and smacked into other cars it looked mm-hmm. like real physics happening like I was not taken out of any of that. And it's mm-hmm. been a while since I felt that way about a movie that's 10 years on. So I guess I I came away from this surprised how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought I was going to hate it because I, I remember everybody at the time going, boo-hoo, wee-wah. I remember, I remember hating it when I first saw it. And this is only the second time I've seen it. And I don't know why. It was a it was a 180-degree turnaround for me that I really yeah, did like it this yeah. time. I think I'm not ready to put it up as number two. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think the first, first Terminator is my number, is my second favorite. Mm. But uh, I put this it, one uh, it's a close easily third. slides into third place. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason, why, only reason why one uh, has, has slipped over the years for me is that it just doesn't hold up visually. Uh, is still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a slow movie. Don't get me wrong. It is a monumentally important film. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it done some amazing things. Uh, and I, I love the story and it started a franchise, but if, if you ask me, what do I want to watch today? Uh, and that's how I usually rate it. My, my list. And I think that would be further down the list for me. The other, you know, the other interesting thing is it never really occurred to me until it was over and I was reading through some trivia that this movie was a PG-13 film. And according to the yeah. producers, they did not intentionally do that. They were just making their movie and that's the rating it got. But we got Christian Bale. How can it be PG-13? Well, the reason I say <laughs> that is outside of, I mean, it's there, there really is no quote-unquote objectionable language and there are no Linda Hamilton type boobs or any of that going on. Mm-hmm. So there's your, I guess that's your cr- Hamilton boobs, right? But violence wise and just sort of like visceral, whatever, and, and, and dark, dank, you know, portrayal, that's all there. So I don't know. It's weird. It's like a movie that didn't feel, it didn't feel watered down I, to me. Right. I think, I think our expectations, most, most of the complaints I read about in the, in the critical reviews of this film have mostly been because. I think it just went to a different direction than what everybody was expecting. The expectations were uh, just just different, and I, I think that that hurt this film, especially in early reviews. Mm. Well, my my re- memory of those reviews and the, like the reason I didn't see it is that somebody came out and said, "Yeah, it's a shitty road trip movie," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> a road trip movie? That's not that's not interesting to me at all." Like that was part not, of three, though, wasn't it? Wasn't that? Pretty much all of them road trip movies. They're all kind of road trip movies. Like yeah. like three, yeah. like three and four. Well, the two. <laughs> four is more of a, or three is more of a buddy cop film. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I see that. A wrong that's really good. Yeah, but like that's that's just all I remember, uh, you know, about right. the decision to not see it. And like I, in retrospect, I probably would have enjoyed this a lot in the theater at the time. You know, it's 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 real competent. Like that's the thing. I people give McGee a bunch of shit, but man, love this guy. Yeah, he's he's really good at what he does, and he rarely tries to do something he's not good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he, he's got a great vision, and I I think the I think the pacing was good on this as well. And the only thing that kind of makes me 
wonder i think mick g had uh had had some uh, love eyes for for christian bell and i think he let him i think he let him with a little bit too much control because uh, rumors are and from the trivia that i read that uh christian bell was actually in the editing room for like eight hours a day with mick g really uh, just having all this all this influence and input uh, into the film. Hey, real and, quick, uh, can Mick G just change it? I hate his name. I hate I, it. It's, it's <laughs> it sounds like a Scottish rapper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but I, it annoys me to no end. There's no way it's his real name, right? Come on. Mick right. G. Uh, it's, 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 a, yeah. it's a shortening of his middle name. His name is Joseph McGinty Nickel, and he could have just gone by Joseph Nickel. I don't know why he didn't. Here's the deal. His his mom, his uh, uncle and his dad were also named Joe McNichol uh, or Joe Nickel. Yeah. Right. And his mom gave him the nickname McGee to separate him from. Oh. You know. All right. Well, I'm slightly better with I, it because moms are cool. But come on, man. Yeah. Like, the guy, exactly. the guy is richer than than uh, the world. Like he yeah. he somehow came away from a series of Charlie's Angels movies and this one and. And with with a ridiculous amount of money, he produced a uh, supernatural for uh, over a decade. Right, and like he just uh, he just he's perfectly good at this particular thing, which is like helicopters fall off of a dam and getting started in midair and then flying away. Like he's like I, I can't think of anybody I would rather have directing this kind of like action and gritty post-apocalyptic nonsense. Yeah. So I've only seen this and the first Charlie's Angel, Charlie's Angels movie. I mean, unless we're counting like his music videos for Smash Mouth. Yeah. Well, you've probably seen all of them. Right? Fly. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'd probably leave off my resume. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, oh, I take that back. I did see, I've been watching Lethal Weapon, uh, the, the TV, TV show, which right. is, fan, which is, it's, yeah. it's so much better than it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, it really he, is. He directed, yeah. he directed two episodes the, of yeah. the, the, like the first two, I think. Yeah, yeah. And plus, he's executive or something on a producer, I guess, of thirty-five of those yeah. episodes. So yeah, he's right. Been busy. He with directed. That. He directed We Are Marshall, which was a great film. Got nominated for awards and didn't have all of this like crazy action. So. You know, I think he, I think he has chop. He's got, not yeah, only that, so. he's got range, and range, the range is interesting because I don't think those Charlie's Angels movies are very good. I think they're fun and what silly in their own little way, but they don't ever strike me as like, oh, this is the beginning of a incredible directorial whatever. But then you dive into this movie, and it's got mm-hmm. like vision and world building in a way that is well beyond anything but Charlie's Angels or any of these other projects for that matter. So, yeah, it's not perfect. It's got all kinds of issues. The story holes are are a problem. Plus, I think Terminator is always... The biggest mistake Terminator ever made as a series was relying so much on really bad time travel ideas. Like, terrible, easy to prove out, wrong time travel. I mean, the Terminator... Yeah, Terminator is basically built on the grandfather paradox. Yeah, and it sucks. The time travel grandfather paradox. And it sucks because if... If you send uh, if you send somebody back in time to stop a thing, it would have already been stopped. You know what I mean? Like right, we get right. into this loop, and it sucks. It's just bad. It works in Back to the Future because it's fun and silly, and there's mm-hmm. other reasons to like yeah. it. Terminator's always suffered from this. This movie's gets away with it a little bit more, in my opinion, because you're not seeing the time travel constantly. You're just dealing with the other side of the sending things back part. Mm-hmm. Well, and and my uh, to slightly disagree with you. If you send someone back in time to stop a thing, it'll stop, but not in your timeline. Your yeah. timeline uh, still has to exist in order for you to have created the time machine that sent the person back. I agree, but not in not in Terminator Land. 
Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yes, they right. screw but, that up. So, so yeah. I'm with you 100. percent Like I've always, I, I have always aligned myself with Ibbett's time travel theories. I think he's, I think you've been dead on. And very few movies get this right, if any. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I liked Looper for it being a fun romp. But <laughs> yes, right. You, you were, you were quick to remind everybody that yeah, that thing's got this, you know, some of these problems. And so, Terminator has never really fessed up to those or faced them in a way that is satisfying to me. So I will always have this flaw with it. But if you're talking about just fun world building and taking it to the next level and going places, this movie gets to do that. And Uh some of the others don't. And I like it for that. You know, I like it. I think we should watch Genesis here since some of us have not seen it. And I would uh, be up for watching Genesis again. And, uh, yeah. uh, Seeing if, seeing if I've looked at it more favorably, kind of like I looked at, uh, looked at this one more favorably. Who's a dragon lady's in it, right? What's her name? Um, uh, Emily, Amelia Clark. And, uh, right. And then John Clark unrelated as the, as John Connor for this one. And he's All the, right. Speaking of funny looking ladies, yeah. can we talk about Helena Bonham Carter for a moment? <laughs> oh man. She is a very unique yeah. looking Send your lady. emails to Randy no, Deluxe. No, no, no. <laughs> she is, she is in this movie cause she's funny looking. She's made even more funny looking in in order to play this role. And I think she's she's exotic looking. I would not call I I find her attractive. I wouldn't call Helen Bonham Carter funny looking, I, but more exotic looking. I didn't say anything about her uh, attractiveness. This is this is a role that confused the hell out of me. I still don't understand who she was, who she was working for, what her what her what is she? Like it's just like this like the one thing this movie failed completely to communicate to me is what she was doing at the execution of Sam Worthington and then later at the at the I don't know the the back and forth with him when he's uh, still, he's trying so hard to be oh by the way trope alert yeah oh uh, let's he, get one in here hold on a sec for real he is the villain protagonist so that means he has to all he has to not only be uh horribly uh conflicted for the the protagonists the other protagonists but he also has to be in conflict with the other villains and so like they use her as the sort of like face of that and it just uh i needed so i needed so much more story i do i agree with you 100 percent that they absolutely did not explain that at all i really still don't know exactly what's going on i think my understanding is she was somebody at skynet that was a brilliant engineer yeah, scientist lady and she had all kinds of cool stuff going on and then but i guess she put her better looking less cancery self inside of a, a video to show later like <laughs> skynet like, shows totally a video i mean the, yeah, exactly skynet said oh you know this visage might be the one that you know you you like better or maybe this one or maybe this one. Oh right like, okay. you know, the whole, yeah so uh it just happened to choose her as thinking that it was somebody that he trusted and would listen to for the the big reveal of oh you you're actually uh, the bad guy and you've you've executed our plan perfectly yeah that was all weird and him just peeling a scab off his head basically just to, so it, now he doesn't have to do anything <laughs> right. yeah uh-huh. note to self if you're going to implant somebody with a uh, a tracking mechanism or a, a way to control them, put it really, really deep so they can't just like use a yeah, fingernail clipper yeah, to pry it, it out. 
if you put it inside my liver, I will never be able to get rid of it. Exactly. So, yeah. but, if, but if it glows, it's, it's on the it's on the top side of my arm, and I can see it, and it glows. Ah, it makes it pretty easy. Yeah. For me the movie it. the movie does suffer from um, Death Starism in a couple of ways. Oh, totally. So you yeah. got that going on. You got uh, him, him again with his heart for his freaking. Apparently, all I could do is punch his heart, and then you're good. Right. Why what does a, he need a heart anyway? What a shitty design flaw that was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then <laughs> not to mention the fact that the Terminator facility has a giant container of hot lava. Oh, right. <laughs> right, right where you might want to walk. <laughs> right, exactly. While it was a molten, it was the obviously worst place we could put this thing of hot lava. I know, right in the middle of where we're making all the Terminators. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was molten steel, and in theory, molten he shouldn't steel, have been able to right, broke, break out of that right. because magma. This, because the, st- <laughs> the steel wouldn't the wouldn't have fallen off the way it did but whatever they that, that was a kind of a fun scene and so but but you're right it's like they're sticking stuff in places just some to make sure you got your connected little plot point exactly. of oh we're gonna need to give oh. them a heart transplant later where will that heart come from how about the big obvious one that everyone's been punching the whole movie and probably is not in good good shape, by the way. That thing's probably Horrible a piece of shape. shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it stopped for a good long time. I mean. And you know what? Good. Maybe that does explain why he looks like Christian Bale in this movie and looks like John Clark in the next movie. It's that heart. <laughs> oh. That defective, beat up, punched yeah. heart. Yeah. Also, I just want to make this comment because I don't know if it'll ever come up again. But uh, uh, Ron Howard's daughter there, yes, Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. Howard. Uh, does yeah. she have access to a shower and nobody else does? Is that the deal? Because yes. she yes. was That's always exactly clean. Right. Always clean. This sub- <laughs> submarine has one shower on it, and it had a, a ladies' room sign over it. And they're like, oh, well, I guess it only only one person on the boat <laughs> I'll can tell use you, it. There's, there's two things that we, we kept uh, for society in, in the future. Uh, dental care. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, heart transplants, no problem. We got. Yeah. That. No, I was going to say makeup for women. For yeah. some reason, too, yeah. the mm-hmm. every woman in this movie has perfect makeup on, even in the midst of crazy action. Moon blood good. I'm like, oh wow, she really found time to get some eyeliner on. That's nice. Yeah. Well, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do when when social media is no longer involved. I guess so. <laughs> you got plenty of time. Yeah, that's true. 2018 didn't bug anybody, did it? I, I a little bit, but not much. Just, just, just for a moment, because mm-hmm. I usually hold, like I said, the the Terminator series to me is always. We don't know what timeline we're in. We could be in any mm-hmm. timeline yeah. at this point. Oh so. yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it just kind of has to be 2018 yes. because of all the other right. events. I, I agree right. with you, but and I've said this on Film Sack many, many times, and for f's sake, I hope every <laughs> filmmaker has learned this lesson. Go ahead and set it far enough in the future that we don't have this result. There is no need for this to have said 2018. If it had said 2118, none of us have this problem at all, period. I don't care about the ages of the people. That's not going to bother me. It's when you do this thing where I'm going to watch this movie in a few months and it's going to be the year. <laughs> that is my problem. Yeah, nine years. I understand so, that. Well, yeah, it was nine years. But I, but even then, it was obviously a really close. Well, uh, look, t- t- uh, a Blade Runner is in a bit of a pinch because the original Blade Runner happened in what? Uh, 2000 and 2000? What, yeah. 15 or something. 2000. But, yeah. but 2019. 20. Wait, start it's something Blade that's Runner already come and gone. Blade, the first Blade Runner. Yeah, the first Blade Runner's come and gone. The next one, 2049, we're not there yet, but there's no way we're going to be in that place when we get to 2049. <laughs> so I, I, 
I've always said Star Trek's been the smartest. Put it out in the 23rd century. Don't have to mess with it. No one's going to live that long. It's fine. Somebody else's problem. Oh, Three generations. I take that back, by the way. 2019 is... Uh, this. Oh, we're, we're in the year of Blade Runner, by the way. Oh, that, okay. We're Hello, in the year of Blade Runner. Welcome to the year of Blade Runner. Did I, Time did to I die. Did just say this? Uh, you <laughs> did. You're I right. Not? No, you're right. And also, we're in oh, the I, year... I we're didn't in, hear you say that. We're in the year of Mad Max, also, by the way. That's also hmm. the year of the of original... the first Mad, Mad Max? The first Mad Max, yeah. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your post-apocalyptic nightmares on either side. <laughs> but it, but but my point is, either, either, um, either have your set your thing set in real time. A what if this happens in 09, or put it way far out. The problem is Terminator established a timeline in the first uh, thing, and they and they're having to try to adhere to that. Mm-hmm. so yeah. that's the only real hang and i there. think you kind of got to i mean you you create a little bit of uh tangibility if you create a movie that is going to be in the um the expected life range of the audience that you want to go see it you know because if you're if you're saying all right this is in such a far flung out future that you none of you will ever know what this is like anyway then there's that disconnective um, right and Usually you can, but if you're like, you oh, can I'm avoid. Gonna be, I'm going to be 61 when this when this year happens. Oh my gosh, let me see what this is going to be like. Right. Usually you can avoid you can avoid the i just the concept of years anyway because you never never comes up in most conversations. But when you're dealing with a time travel movie, mm-hmm. I guess you kind of have to address it. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me once. Like I said, it's it's, it's yeah. outside. It's it's an alternate universe. It's outside of our our uh, of our current universe yeah it's kind of like that spider-verse movie is so good at at bringing comic book alternate reality uh split timelines to a screen and making common people get it like that's usually just the purview of a comic and and no movies ever really go there that movie very successfully portrayed that idea and it's a lot of fun you can have so much fun with it Um, right but these movies are talking this these movies assume a single timeline a going mm-hmm. back and a constant effort to stop a thing that and then they just loop into it. It just doesn't work. It's I don't think about the time travel in Terminator movies. It'll just piss you off because it's yeah. all jacked up and completely broken. And uh, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, are and they making yeah, new? That is one of those things far better if you just kind of uh, roll with it. You know, don't don't pay too much attention to it. Yeah. Uh, the I, kid, the kid. I just wanted to point this out real quick. The kid who played in three who played John Connor the slightly older 20 something John Connor mm-hmm. uh, is the dirty yellow bastard uh, actor. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Can't think of his name right now, but I just wanted to throw that out there since we were talking earlier about the many faces of John Connor. Yes, Randy. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do a completely different comparison between this movie and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, this movie, I would not have appreciated at all the Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo if it had happened even a minute earlier in the movie, I needed a lot of this movie to happen to sort of whet my appetite for this thing in the same way that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse holds off hard on even showing you Mary Jane and Spider-Ham and Penny Parker and freaking Nick Cage as Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. And it was like, if those had come along earlier in the film, I would have been no, no, yeah. I don't, I'm no, but I have a whole movie that happens and I get connected to all the characters and the, in, the intrigue of what uh, I'm wondering is, is going on. And then 
Spider-Ham comes along and it's John Mulaney. And yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. And like, it's not stupid and dumb at all. No, you know? they, they are, that's a genius thing in that movie is how they pulled that off and it didn't feel stupid. Like that and the anime girl in the ball. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm not even yeah. familiar with that material the way I was with Spider-Ham. And even then I was like, oh my gosh, you guys yeah. pulled this off. That's, that's, that's Penny Parker uh, voiced by uh, uh, Kimiko Glenn. Oh, she's so awesome. Is she? She do video game stuff, I bet. Probably. Yes. Uh, so let me let me uh, let me point to something about what you just said, and if I can remember it, uh, it's going to be real fun. Uh, what was it? Oh, when he's so the, the Arnold reveal. I agree, it's timed well, and you know, feels good for where it is and all that. Uh, does it bug anybody else though that be, again, this is the broken timeline? We got John Connor face to face with his old pal, the T eight the T eight hundred from from nineteen ninety two. When they when he was a kid and was hacking ATMs and stuff, and here he is again. Hey, it's my old pal. You don't have to be right. a bad machine. Remember that? That's the, right. Yes, none the, of that. That's right. The only experience he would have had with uh, the at least unless there are another movie, other movies that insert him in further. But the only experience he's had with the T eight hundred is one of help. Like yeah. this was the guy that saved me and my mom from from liquid uh, liquidator. Right. That would have been the last point of contact he would have had so i wouldn't have it wouldn't have been just oh, i'm going to kill this thing that i just accidentally ran into it would be mm-hmm. a much more emotional sort of conflicting moment he'd still have to fight him but it's right. not the same but then i realize as i'm complaining about that that we got young kyle reese in his teens uh who's a, who's gonna go back in time pretty soon and have sex with your mom and that's the only <laughs> way that you get born like oh my gosh it's so bad you guys yeah, does, and i'm trying to remember does he know like has it been revealed in the movies uh, Sarah Connor telling her son, by the way, you have to send Kyle Reese back to, to have sex with me so you'll be born. Yeah, they did it in the, the narration, the Linda, the uncredited Linda Hamilton tape he was playing earlier. They did earlier. this one. Okay, all right. Yeah, that little tape send they someone, the top. Uh, send, send back uh, someone hot, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she said you have to send back Kyle Reese. I think she... Right, yeah. yeah. Which makes no sense because that means she knows it was Kyle Reese. It's already happened. Ah! It's okay. No, it's okay. It's, it's totally not okay. okay. It's awful. It's awful. All right. Right. Anyway, it's really broken, dude. You have to admit. You have to admit. It is. Oh, it's totally broken. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to get not to get gross, but I mean, could could any difference in chaos in Jeff Goldblum's chaos theory of dripping water down his hand have caused a different uh, sperm to actually make contact with the Sarah Connor egg and produce a different. Well, maybe, you know, but even then, it's, it's all. Still, it would still be a John Connor that would grow up in that. For that, him to exist, yeah, and to tell Kyle Reese to go back in time makes no sense because you already exist. Right. So, so to, you have to go back in time and do it with my mom to make a baby so that I'm here. It, so, so is it even time travel? <laughs> I wonder if it's we've uh, broken Scott. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously, I'm all it's I'm like a clock with like everything went boing and uh, cuckoo all that. I can't deal with it. It's stupid. my favorite part was where you said something about Christian Bale showing emotion because I'm sorry. It's just he, does, <laughs> I like he doesn't. I like emotion. Christian Bale. I don't think I know you said he's over uh, overrated. Uh, overrated. I, he's, I, just, he's just overrated. That's all. I think he's great. I think he's I an amazing he actor. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's great. I think I can't. I mean, I'm not gonna look at this and go ooh or even Batman. Batman's pretty playing it straight, but. He's done some pretty impressive business before and after his uh, his big two hundred million dollar projects. I mean, he was kind of an a hole on set. Should we talk about that real quick? Let's do yeah. that. I got some clips even. 
uh, of this. Let's listen to the full, it's not the full thing, but 35 seconds of this, which I have edited for tender ears. Okay? I put some bleeps okay. in. Let's put it that All way. Right. <laughs> this is him on set after a director of photography, a DP, walked into frame where <laughs> his, his eyes were looking, and it screwed him up in his very intense scene. And he went how, off famously. How none of us, I, I know Dunway referenced it, but how none of us used this as our opening is crazy. It is crazy to me. But here I, it is. I just knew if I did that you guys would also. So that's yeah. what I. I don't know why I, I would have if I would have thought of it, honestly. Well, here's here's Christian Bell losing his crap. Here you go. Kick your f***ing ass. I want you off the f***ing set, you f***. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one f***ing second. The, the f*** are you doing are you professional or not yes i am do i walk around and rip that no shut the up bruce do i want no no don't shut me up am i gonna walk around and rip lights down in the middle of a scene then why the are you walking right through uh da -da -da -da, like this in the background what the is it with you all right so uh, that's only a bit <laughs> There's other stuff like I was really open oh, for the payoff. Good, good for you. Yeah, there's yeah, that that's bit. The payoff. That's the that's the money shot right this there. This is my yeah. favorite here. This is his uh his Bill O'Reilly moment. Let's go again. There you go. So he yeah. uh he's he's a he's a kind of a dick in 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 real life by some other accounts, not just this mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it bums me out because the stereotype I have in my head about everybody being a debutante better than you whatever in Hollywood diva seems yeah. seems to keep keeps fulfilling its truth like it just keeps happening <laughs> so for all the tom hanks's we have there's like eight other guys that are all dicks on set yeah and, you know it, christian bale you know and you can blame it on being method and all that like no i'm totally in the scene and this is who my character is and stuff like that but i think there is a, a point at which it's a little over the top a little too much take you know yeah, you're right. an actor you're doing a job we don't act like this when we're you know cooking fries at mcdonald's even though <laughs> well, we're doing and, a job too i should mention this he claims well i shouldn't say he claims he apologized publicly uh says it was very sincere about it this the apology does sound very sincere uh and he says that he and bruce are on great terms now well, i i don't know what that means <laughs> we're done professionally the, the bruce the the reference to Bruce, uh, what's his name, the assistant director, is an aside. He's yelling at the director of photography, whose name is Shane Hurlbut. Oh, Shane! And, oh, I get that. I screwed yeah, up the and, names like again. it's just a, it's just an aside because uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Bruce. Here it is. Um, Bruce Franklin just tries to sort of get in the middle of it, and yeah. and Christian Bale yells at him by name. Yeah. But the "Are you a professional?" is directed at Shane Hurlbut, and of course he apologized profusely. Doesn't doesn't change the fact that you're d yelling at the director, the the photographer, the cinematographer of this film. Like you just you don't do this. I mean that is a load of anger coming out of there, and it's seems insane to me. If somebody crosses the thing, that may be a mistake professionally. I don't know, mm -hmm. but do you just burn? Are you going to die on this hill? Like what are you doing, yeah, man? Right. Like, calm down, Batman. <laughs> you got a lot of career ahead of you. You hey, got to win a bunch of awards. Like, what are you doing? Adam McKay loves him. He must have. He must have gotten his crap figured out because Adam McKay wouldn't put him in so much stuff if, uh, uh, if if he it's, well, well two but, movies, but yeah, all the time now. Yeah. But he's now kind of stuck, isn't he? Like Christian Bale has to play the quirky thing in the uh, recession movie, and he has to, you know, he has to be in the movie Vice. Admittedly, he's trolling for Oscars now, which is a a thing you do but it's not like 
it's not like he's being cast in these huge big big budget like leading role things anymore right it's a lot of arty stuff yeah that's true i'm trying to think of the most mainstreamy monstrous thing he's done and i I can't think of anything since the Every, third Batman. Uh, it's the big short is what I was trying to think of. Everybody everybody is saying he was amazing in Vice. I need to go see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he is. I, I uh, hear he's really good, good in it, yeah. But, um, but, just, but I, and that's fine. I'm just but I'm agreeing with you. I think that name a name a blockbuster style movie that he's been in since Batman three. There isn't one. That's it. No. Mm-hmm. Big short that's is it. a cool movie, but it ain't a blockbuster. Well, and he's um, a he's uh, not American a he's hustle, not the lead you count that as a I wouldn't call that a black I'd say that's an art fart movie that yeah, a lot less yeah, people art, see art, like art and I'm fine yeah. with that I think he's extremely mm-hmm. talented and every time he shows up and you know Amy Adams is with him or something I'm like okay whatever this is is going to be good it's just he's I think he may be done with the big epic you know Marvel style level you know thing you're not, you, he's not going to guys... be in a Marvel movie or something I don't think I, I know we have more mm-hmm. clips. Did you guys see the trailer for Ford versus Ferrari? No. I've never heard of I go out of my way to not watch trailers. I'm literally standing outside the first 10 minutes of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because I don't want to see trailers. But somehow, I don't know how in my life, I watched the trailer for Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, and in this, you know, it's a Christian Bale, Matt Damon movie. And it's coming out in like six months. And I was just like, hooked. I was totally hooked. I can't wait to see this movie. You should Ford watch Ford versus Ferrari. Is it actually cars versus each other, or like what's the? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a story about uh, the Le Mans in like 1966. Oh, I'd be into that. Yeah, it's, Matt are... Damon plays Carol Shelby. It, it, you just watch the trailer. You'll you'll see. Oh my gosh, a Shelby. What were those called? Shelby, the Ford Shelby. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that was a just, hot. Just car. watch the trailer. I've just, we got to stop. Those, Watch the trailer. Those cars made I, I, gulping I, I, sounds on the gas they were drinking back then. Man, they were yeah. not efficient. <laughs> Go one mile on a tank of gas. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see, a couple other quick trivia things, and then we'll get to actual uh, 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 clips, which the, we got from the movie and not from his tirade. Uh, Stan Winston died during filming. He died in July, uh, or sorry, June of 2008. And um, this makes it the last film he provided any visual effects for. They did a little tribute at the end, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stan Winston there for all the Terminators uh, and many other films, obviously. Yeah. Um, old recordings of Sarah Connor are played in the film with lines nearly word for word from the Terminator from 1984 and slightly edited. Linda Hamilton voiced the lines herself, but is uncredited. And let's see. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I love I kind of love and hate this. In the original Terminator 84, Kyle Reese asked the police, what day is it? What year? And one of the first things Marcus Wright asks or says to Kyle Reese, and this is, what day is it? What year? They did that a lot. I'll be back. Um, mm-hmm. what was yeah. There was another one. Come with me if you want to live. So there's good times. Good times. Lots, of, lots of nice references. I mean, I even think that the um, the the, melt, the molten steel is intentionally there as uh, a reference to the second movie too. You know. Right. It's- um. Okay, check this out. Michael Ironside accepted this role in this movie despite having just broken three vertebrae in his in his back in a roofing accident. I love the idea. He's up working on a roof. <laughs> There's something about that. It's such a great. Hand me those. Uh, hand me that uh, bag of nails. <laughs> you can just, how? You can just hear it. <laughs> I 
love okay, it. Okay, so then we, I want to know how did he lose his money? How was he so broke that he needed to go Maybe fix the roof? Maybe he just wanted to do it. Like sometimes this reminds me of my dad. It didn't matter how well we were doing when I was growing up or how poorly. It didn't matter. He was like, "I'm going to get up there and do this with my own sweat and tears." And I'll bet Michael Ironside's one of those guys. He's just like, yeah. hey, what's wrong with the air conditioner? I'll do it. Don't call anybody. I'll do it. Like, it seems like one of those dudes. I could be wrong, but that's probably what we saw here. Anyway, he never sits down in this movie, if you notice. It's because he's in intense pain and can't sit. So there you go. Kind of like Brian and your coccyx when you're having yes, that. Yes, my coccyx. Yeah, your coccyx. I'm sitting on my coccyx, coccyx right now. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sitting on it, and I can feel some pain. So I should probably wow. stand up. Yeah, it should be. Uh, your Fitbit will tell you to get up and move around. Yeah, geez. Brian, how's your uh, Dunaway? How's your cock sits six? My cock sits is just fine. <laughs> okay, Thanks good. for asking, though. No problem. I don't get asked often enough. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Uh, so back to the timeline. Assuming there is a small margin of error between the correct and alternate timelines of the previous films, this installment takes a place about 11 and a half years, which was set in 2018, before the events leading up to the first in 2029. Hmm. So. I guess that means, boy, if you we have time, yeah. Well, it also means that he's a lot older in the twenty twenty nine frame. That's another nine. That's yeah, another nine. I, I decided years. to just uh, my math got uh, this uh, age. Uh, Kyle Reese is twenty, and then in the nineteen eighty four film, Kyle Reese is twenty eight. Was how I worked out. So there's eight years after this movie before Kyle Reese goes back in time, mm. and again. Sorry, Anton Yelchin is amazing, but he doesn't look anything like uh, like Bean. No, he's a loss, though. Having him gone mm-hmm. sucks. You know, it's weird. We Can just I... last night celebrated the 27th birthday of Dylan, who married my daughter, Taylor, who's 24. And that's the age he died. Like, that's just insane. Oh, wow. That seems so much younger now that I can apply it to somebody who's in the family, you know? Like, mm. ugh, just sucks. He was so good, yeah. and he was good yeah, in lots it was, of it stuff. Was a ridiculous death, too, wasn't it? Like a so um, a vehicle, vehicle accident. On, yeah, he parked a vehicle on a on a sloped driveway, and then it was in gear and slipped, and he walked around in front of it. It rolled down and crushed him against a post, and then he was there for an a, an undetermined length of time and asphyxiated. Yeah, uh, like you imagine. A couple of hours maybe mm-hmm. and didn't have the ability to make enough noise to get any help that's awful and, yeah just the worst mm-hmm. that's really and bad i believe it was one of those uh wasn't one of those dial type shifters it wasn't like a standard uh shifter it's one of those newer oh, dial really? types if, yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I remember like, the story oh correctly. right and those are, are those yeah. harder yeah. to know how to where they're at or whatever or how do, how do those work differently i don't know how those work i i i'm not yeah they just uh i, I so guess maybe it was a it was technology. a 2014 2015 grand cherokee mm-hmm. and they yeah they they had a design flaw they actually uh chrysler actually settled with uh yelchin's family for an und- undisclosed amount of money yeah. and you just can't i can't even imagine what like how, right. what what was that how the, how? the like, potential that he had for earning yeah, oh yeah no he was insane. just taken off like mm-hmm. stuff was just about to blow up for that dude and rightly yeah. so he was super interesting i think he was I mean, he had like oscar in his future i felt like like oh, he's yeah. that good he was that good now he was just these roles we were getting were early career stuff and you know he's not 
he's not in the movies that would probably be his defining moments yet, but I, they were coming. I really felt like it. And when I got that news, I just went, really? Like, there are the there's some of the world's biggest dicks walking around alive right now, and this is how he <laughs> has to go? Erg. Anyway. Last night, uh, last night in a uh, playoff game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks, a wide receiver named Alan Hearns was uh, crippled for life. Like, uh, his foot was practically broken off in yeah. his football game. It was the hardest thing to watch. I, I Like, as it happened, I was, I was losing it. They showed one replay of it from a better angle, and I don't know why I looked. Don't look at this. It's absolutely horrible. Yep. But the thing that, that really struck me in that moment is this guy is, is y- young, right? Like, he's in his 20s. He's got potentially a great career ahead of him. He's a great wide receiver. Yeah. And to have your foot just destroyed in the in this instant, well, you know, where nobody was really doing anything horribly wrong. I mean, you could you could have you could call some fault, but it's just it's just gruesome and it's like, man, life-changing. Totally yeah, life-changing. Complete shift. <laughs> There's nothing, yeah, nothing will be the same for him. That sucks. Yeah, this is a good depressing moment. Hey, check this yes, out. Yes, thank you. Check this out. Uh, we got a little, I got a trope for you. <coughs> little kid that never says words. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mute. Yeah, yes. the mute child in the future where the future's all gone to hell and back. But, and you, just but you know is wise and will serve some purpose in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Also, I had another little problem. This is a tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Worthington says... That he was born in 75, at least that's what's implanted into him. And right. he says he heard his brother playing Alice in Chains when he was younger. <laughs> and I said to myself, no, wait, you'd be the one listening to Alice in Chains if you were born in 75. Like, that's prime right. time yes. for you as a teenager, yes. not mm-hmm. your brother necessarily. So I didn't buy that. That irritated me. And then also, how come the uh, the place where they rounded up all the people had to have big tubes that shot fire out of them like you're at a kiss concert what was that about <laughs> all that lava lava tubes because that's how you get to the uh the the from the mini boss to the big boss yeah you have to go through the tunnel of uh fire shooting fire uh tubes yeah and then for me the chick in the bucket in this movie was the machines would only come the one the machines that would only come when they want to investigate a noise they were making all kinds of craziness mm-hmm. out there like mm-hmm. when they burned the whole area trying to take out Sam Worthington before he escaped. And I thought, all right, well, that was a bigger noise, more mess, and more light at night than any of your other little trinkety noises but, that made the zone, that was, made him come out. That was that was Skynet paving the way. That's right. right. They, they, they knew, knew, about, they knew about about the Sam Worthington. They knew yeah, Marcus, so they're like, oh, this is part of the plan. Yeah. We oh. have to leave that noise because that's the that's the Marcus noise. That's terrible. <laughs> you really, really don't think about it too much. Yeah, yeah, check your brain at the door about what machines that were self-aware would actually do. Just right. completely don't think about yeah. that. All right. Well, the only other thing I would say then is Christian Bell should not be allowed to fly any more helicopters. He crashed two of them, and if you give him a third one, he'll crash that one too. So quit giving him helicopters. <laughs> All right. Uh clips time. We have clips. Let us play clips. them. And we will do them in the order in which they were received. Not not really. I recorded them in this order. All right, here we go. This is someone not worried about an accent. Once again, two weeks in a row, we have somebody who is not worried about their accent. Here it is. I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about the future of the human race. She did fine except for worried. Worried both times was worried. Yeah. Worried. 
it's a tough wed. Yeah. And I love her. Like I'm with Ibit. She's awesome. Yeah. She's kind of weird looking, but in a cool, intriguing way. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she's, she's, uh, Hey, she'll always be Marla in fight club. To oh me. my gosh. Yeah. Brad Pitt yeah. walks in a room and bumps the table. Cause there's a wiener on it and it shakes. Remember that? <laughs> so good. I'll never forget that scene. All right. Here's uh what? Oh, bringing out the Batman. Olsen. Objective located. There's something else you have to see. That's so Batman. <laughs> yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, he did that a lot. <laughs> Gotham is my city. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, more of that. Because my men died down in that hole. What did we find down there? It's so Batman. Oh, a lot of poop. Shoot. I mean, you got to don't admit. make me start agreeing with Randy. Randy's about, right. What, what, in this what's movie, wrong with agreeing with me? In this show, in this movie, I think you're 100 percent right. He fu- yeah. is just phoned in. So the fa- it almost makes his outburst worse because yeah, what right. are you actually giving us there? If you were giving us the the, the freaking role of a lifetime and I can't believe the acting right. on this guy, fine. But you're not even doing that, and then you gave that no, guy so much heat. Jeez. If you're if you're doing this, uh, you know, if you're having a reaction while you're doing Cheney. It's like, oh yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, he needs to be able to channel that character. Uh, he's, he's he's in a uh, popcorn uh, Terminator flick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> more more lighting technicians. Keep on walking through a parade of lighting technicians, please. Yeah, Sounded like <laughs> Batman the whole time. All right, here's one I wrote. This is just I wrote little stilted. I don't know what I meant. This is tape number twenty-eight of Sarah Connor to my son John. What's most difficult for me is trying to decide what to tell you and what not to. Should I tell you about your father? Will it affect your decision to send him back in time to protect me? Knowing that <laughs> Too much information. Father, and he'll be younger than you, only a teenager, when you meet him. Oh, yeah, that all makes sense. Freaking. That's right. Should I, should I tell have you him, that you're going to send my father? Time in at the gym before you send him back. <laughs> right. It made me think about what would I be saying to my kid right now? Like, like if you told me, okay, Randy, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like it's just at some point in the future. Like, let's say in the next six months, you're going to die. Yeah. And your kid is, he's nine right now. I'm like, hey, there's some things that I, I, I wouldn't trust him to remember me saying, right. So I'm going to record them. I'm like, all right. Uh, this is tape 15 for me to you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how I make coffee because I think you're going to really appreciate some of the, <laughs> finer points of really good coffee later so you know like what <laughs> i don't know it's just it's just weird i feel like i need thing. to do that though because when i die my kids are just left with thousands upon thousands of hours of podcasts about ridiculous things like mm-hmm. they don't they won't have me talking directly to them so i feel like i need to do something like a little short mp3 put it on my desktop in case of death listen to this you know like a little will all dad ever talked about was florida man we never got any sort of (laughs) yeah i'm sick of warcraft florida man and movies but the thing is they've had you like your kids probably haven't listened to every episode of every podcast probably never will and that's the really shocking thing when you think about it yeah that's true if I had anything of my dad, I would listen to it obsessively. Right. But if, apparently if I had 10,000 hours of my dad, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, right. I think for us, our, our kids would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you know that happened to my dad. Well, at least we've got all his podcasts. I'm going to start listening to him, to him right now. Yeah. Episode six rolls around. Eh. All right. I kind of yeah. get it. I'm good. I get back it. To, yeah. <laughs> back to Minecraft. Yeah. This will yeah. this will all be here <laughs> later on. I don't need to listen That's to right. it That's right. Maybe I'll come back to this later on. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Serial. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right. Here's um, 
what's this? Oh, <laughs> it sounds like a robot fart. I actually really like the sound, um, the sound work in this movie, like quite a bit. Oh but yeah, Tim they're... Burton is involved with the. Uh, oh, was he? Some of it. Yeah. Oh uh, no way. Not Tim Burton. I'm sorry. I said Tim Burton. I meant Danny Elfman. Oh, Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah, because Tim Burton was he was all yeah he was attached separately, but he had nothing to do with the film. Yeah, yeah it was, it was uh, Danny Elfman. By the way, I noticed uh, Reznor did the soundtrack for that Bird Box thing, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and um, well. it's an awesome soundtrack. Highly recommend. Cool. checking that out. Whatever you do, Scott, don't go walking around the house with with a blindfold on. I'm to, doing it. You know, I'm podcasting blindfolded now. It. I'm doing yeah. it now. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, Netflix warned me. It's up to me now to ruin my life or not. <laughs> Here's the, uh, so this is a hey and then robot farts is what I wrote. So here you go. Hey! Sounds like a big old gnarly. <laughs> wow. It did sound like leather pants and a leather couch. It sure did. Yeah. yeah. They're so cool. These, uh, I think the Terminator renditions in this thing are cool as hell. The best. They're the best. And they should, if they yeah. do anything future wise, lean into that. Mm-hmm. mecky and loud and weird it's, that's how it should be all right here's the line come with me if you want to live they're one of them that was anton mm-hmm. yelchin oh by the way oh. the troll hunters show on netflix was the last thing he did mm-hmm. uh the voice work for those things the del toro animated thing that's mm-hmm. a delightful wonderful little show if anyone hasn't seen it you should watch it it's really good and he's the main character and they have more coming and i don't know who they're replacing him with but bums me out all right, uh, this is why 2018 sucked. What year? 2018. What happened here? Trump is Judgment president. Day happened. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn he said Trump, Trump Election is president. Day happened. Yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Such a cool sound, I wrote. Hey! No! No, go get him! Go! 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 Just that It's just yeah. more farts. You just played more farts. It is kind of yeah. more farts, just, but... Just motorcycle farts. I love it. I really like it. It reminds me of something, but I couldn't tell you what. Oh, it reminds me of a lot of the audio work in uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Wasn't that? No, uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yep, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, well done. I still think that movie's better than people think it is. I like like it all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it on the show again. Uh, I wrote This Stuff is Bad. Don't meet a lot of good guys these days. Not a good guy. Not a good guy. Oh, good guy. My I killed my brother not, and two cops. My accent is shitty as well. All right. Damn him, Bale. Damn him. All right. There you go. <laughs> Damn him. Pretty good. Uh, he's talking about the Joker. Damn him. Exactly. All right. Here's a Worthington accent slip. Pretty bad one. I didn't even know your name until two days ago. Yeah. You're Australian, buddy. You may as well just go in Australian. Why do you have to be? You don't why? have to be American. Yeah. Well. Just, who cares? Just be your natural uh, state. You obviously can't do this very well. It's fine. Uh, this reminded me of Mr. Five is Alive or Robot Five is Alive. Oh, or whatever, yeah. Whatever I remember this. That. Here you go. Disassembled. 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 Yeah. Disassembled. Um, oh, disassembled. Here's, <laughs> here's another one. Whoops, hold on. We are dead. We are all 
dead! That might have been right after he yelled at that guy. It's, uh, I was going to say, it sounded like it just came right out of the same audio yeah. as the, as the uh, light, lighting technician yell. Let's try it again. We are dead! We are all dead! Let's go again! Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, here's the I'll be back line. What should I tell your men when they find out you're gone? I'll be back. Ah. Uh, Even uh, I didn't have to think about it for that long. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 I get Jesus. I'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like the lead up, though. The music getting all intense. Yeah. And then pausing. It's pretty, pretty dumb. All right. Here's a loud sob. You son of a bitch! Oh, it's SOB, not SOB. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Give you walking my, my view again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it is also a loud sob. You yeah. have it right either yeah. way. <laughs> I do have it right either way. All right, here's this. It's the film sack checklist. Christian Bale being serious, always sounding like Batman. Check. The plot, sorry, the pilot and Worthington are a little too pretty in this world. Absolutely. And finally, I want my own giant harvester mech. Check. Uh, Star Trek Connections, there are a number of them. Uh, Michael Papajohn is in this. And by the way, a lot of those McG movies, Joseph's movies, let's call him Joseph. Um, (laughs) Anyway, in Voyager, he played security guard officers, guards, bridge officers, and more in eight different episodes of Voyager. So there's that. And then the one that we uh, love but are sad about, Anton Yelchin played Kyle Reese. He was Chekhov in the J.J. movies, at least thus far. Uh, what are they going to do with that? Are they not going to have Chekhov in the next thing that uh, Tarantino's working on? Or what's their deal there? I wonder. That'd be all right. I don't know. It'll, it'll, I, the, the series will go on without a Chekhov character. I like the character, but you, without well, Anton. Do you think they'd swap him for a different actor, or do you think they just get rid of Chekhov no, altogether? I think they. I think that uh, the right thing to do is to send the character off. Right. You know, and then uh, put some uh, kind of like new kind of earwig in his ear or something. Little. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> send him to Botany Bay. Fine. Botany Bay. Botany Bay. So here's the thing, though. With you, you actually make an interesting point. This this might be the only good thing I've heard about the JJ timeline flip. Because in the old mm. timeline, before Spock uh, right. shot the blue, the red blood ball into the huge deal, mm-hmm. they you would need Chekhov around because he goes on forever. Right. But right, in right, this right. timeline, you could have him run off and be a teacher at Starfleet, or you could have him disappear into mm-hmm. an anomaly, or you could do whatever because you're in a new timeline. Mm. Hadn't thought of that. True. true. Okay. In this That's case, true. I'm all for a different timeline. Nice job, guys. All right. Finally, soundtrack great. I'd give it an R for rad. I liked it a lot. Thought it was perfect and uh, reminiscent of the old uh, soundtrack, and it was good. I liked it. Now what I want to know is what you guys think. Let's sum it up in 280 characters or less with our Twitter post. Let's start with Randy. Terminator Salvation. (laughs) Am I going to walk around and rip your forking lights down in the middle of a scene? (laughs) Then why the fork are you walking right through? We'll do it live! (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. Also, uh, then uh, Brian, uh, who Brian Brian Brunaway is a Dunaway Terminator Salvation, and I quote: "We bury our dead, but no one is coming to bury you." Bail out! Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's dark. Bail out! Uh, and then finally, Brian Ebbett. Terminator Salvation. I'll be back to sleep before the movie's over. 
Wow, that's some Harsh. shade. Shade. I I, I think I, I think it. I did like this movie. I just want to I'll be back when. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Well, look, it's a it's a tradition to do this dumb thing at the end of the show, and you you did it right. And I did this dumb thing. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh. Alternate titles just handed to me. This was almost called Maybe We Should Bail. You like that, Dunaway? Because all your bail. I love team. it. Yeah. I love it. And uh, or the House of Common. We all forgot to mention that Common was in this. Uh, yeah. Oh, Common, right? Yeah, it was a. Uh, he not- wasn't in it nearly enough. He, the few scenes he was in, he was great, and yeah. then he was just gone. He's always a good screen presence. Also, Terry Crews was in this, but they cut his scene. I was curious about that. Oh, really? Was that, was yeah. that him? Because he was he was laying dead. Yeah. In like one of the opening scenes. That's why exactly what I thought. I was like, is that Terry Crews? Yeah. I never looked it up. But so in the in the trivia it says that he there's a shot that still exists in the movie where he is laying as part of the aftermath of a yeah. battle, but that the uh he had a bunch of other lines and other stuff in the movie it all got cut. So there's that. Huh. I don't know why. Right. I don't think Terry you should Cruz. take Terry Crews. Christian out of your Bell movie. couldn't yeah, Christian Bell's like, Nope. Yeah. It's like that's it. He's out. He's so unprofessional. Uh, you say Kristen Bell, or do you say Christian Bell? Oh. <laughs> wow, Whoa. we live in an area with a Chris Kristen Bell. Bell and a Christian Bale. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Think of that. Like what do you say when you're slurring your words after a couple too many drinks and a lighting technician <laughs> that walks in front of your scene? Yeah, as always, we're also experiencing a week where uh, Joel Cohen must be annoyed that Joel Cohen uh, directed, Cohen, a, yeah, yeah, Cohen uh, directed the movie. Uh, Sherlock and Holmes or whatever it's called. It's got like a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes right now that, that uh, yeah. it's supposed to be terrible. So every time I see and that this, happen, I just think the other Cohen, Ethan, or maybe it's the other way. Actually, it's Ethan Cohen. I think Joel's just laughing at him. He's like, meh, you're the dumb brother with a name that someone else has. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people will rename themselves McG. Yeah. See? Yeah, the director of Holmes and Watson is Etten Cohen. Yeah. It just E-T-A-N. looks like as soon as you see it, you go, oh. Ethan Cohen, Cohen, what? You made this piece of crap. Oh, not the one I love. Okay. Mm, you should Phew. be Ethan Cohen. Yeah, Ethan Cohen. <laughs> Isn't that the well, reason? Didn't somebody say? In fact, I think this is the guy. This guy directed, or it was a different Ethan Cohen, but somebody was directing that Garfield movie. And the story is, and Bill Murray apparently confirmed this, Bill Murray was only interested in doing the voice of Garfield because he thought one of the Coen brothers was writing and directing. Yes. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. That is in the trivia. I don't know if it's true, but if it is, I mean, it, it's a great story if it's if it's true. Yeah. I don't know where you can find that confirmation, but somebody. I just, somewhere. I don't understand how Etten Cohen gets a movie made that's this bad because like he wrote tropic thunder he wrote idiocracy mm. he knows how to write a comedy yeah. why why is it so bad i want to know uh, low point man bad mm-hmm. bad choice this one turns out that's like the worst reviewed movie of the year super super <laughs> wow. bad uh kevin <clears throat> sent us an email <clears throat> excuse me the emails come to us at filmsack at gmail.com and he says hi guys in your episode on doom you mentioned a swear jar. I have a reverse swear jar for my film sack funds for you. I'm waiting for you guys to be able to get through an episode without using your favorite swear words so that I don't have to turn you off uh, when my child walks into the room. Oh. I'd rather she not hear or learn these words. In your sack of doom, uh, you went almost yeah. three-fourths of the show without any bad words. I even had the lid off the jar. Alas, you guys drove, dove back in the last 15 minutes, back on the shelf. Till next time, Kevin. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know that my first person 
uh, sounds like shooter. Yeah, <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> probably was was one of those things that he complained about. Today we did all right. I right. think. I think we probably. I, did you know, as, I'm curious. Yeah. As a general rule of thumb, uh, I try to stay within the language rating of the film we're reviewing. Yeah. So, because oh, I, wow. I figure I figured clips could contain something that is obscene or of that rating. So that's that's kind of where I usually lie. Yeah. And today any swearing in clips was bleeped. So Right. I've, yeah. I've go. been using uh I've been using good place swearing because I'm hoping to be bleeped. Yeah. So I'm hoping <laughs> Scott goes back to my greeting in my Twitter post and bleeps it. And if he does, then you'll never know what I actually said. Yeah, because you get the f and the in there and it just, no one knows he said forked you know mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. it's like the peas and succotash of uh, news channels <laughs> uh that's it for your emails and you can send your own in your zone in send them Yourself. in <laughs> send them in to filmsack at gmail.com we will gladly read them on the show next week our movie shall be I forgot already. What is it next week? District 9. Oh, We're going to watch District 9, 9 next yes. week. Yes. Okay, I'm actually excited <laughs> about this because I think District 9 is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. I love it. So let's see if it holds up because I haven't seen it since theatrical. I saw it twice in it's theaters. Been, it's been exactly 10 years. Yep. Once again, a 2009 film. Oh, nine had a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. I guess all years do, but. <laughs> but a lot of stuff that we're going back to yeah and we right start now, by the way and to. we started yeah. in 09 let's point that out real quick oh no kidding wow yeah these huh. were the year these so are the films Terminator of our Salvation year is as old as film sec yeah yeah district nine old as film sec hmm. star trek with uh, chris hemsworth is uh kirk's dad old as film yeah. sec yeah that was before anyone knew who chris hemsworth was think about that for me right we didn't know any hemsworths at that point that was only a year after oh no did did hunger games was that before uh, no, after I think no way, after, okay, eleven or twelve I think, okay. But uh, uh, it's, uh, one year. This is only a year after uh the first Iron Man. We were right wow. there at the cusp of the MCU, man. Wow! Look at us and now. Here we are, almost at the end. Yeah. Well, of this current <laughs> run, hopefully they figure yeah, it out. Some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully they figure it out. Uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it. That'll be next week. District Nine. Be here with us. We got a lot of science fiction stuff lined up, and that's. Uh, just an, yet another one of those. Filmsack.com is our website. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address. Please use it. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. And while you're at it, if you use Google Play, you use iTunes, you use whatever it is, whatever. Uh, oh, Spotify. They've got a thing now for podcasts. We're on there. If you're using any of these services and they have systems to let uh, you review us, it really helps us get discovered. If you'll go out there and leave us a quick review if you like the show. So please do so wherever you find your podcast. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. You are the resistance. Have a happy 2019, and we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Let's go again!